Welcome to the Quirk is Revolutionary podcast. We're starting it off with gremlin sex and poppers today. <laughs> Getting freaky. How's your day going? <laughs> Ours yes. is about to get really good. <laughs> so I think we, we started off, we left off at uh, most people are relationships because they're lonely. Yes. Mm-hmm. We believe this. Yeah, that, that, was, that was what we came down to before we started yeah. recording. So the main reason, main reason I say that. I agree with that because, I don't know, people, like Isaac said, you, a lot of people want to share their time, their life with other people, so they tend to kind of settle after that. they just like, all right, I'm just going to date a person just because I want to date, which is understandable. We are social creatures, so it's kind of, it's kind of hard not to be in a relationship, but... And there's pressure to be in one, I think, Definitely. just like... When are you having kids or when are you settling yeah. down? It's yeah. like, yeah. It's always when are you having kids. That pressure is on everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that comes from like a financial um, place too. Especially for, I think for women definitely. Like, yeah. you have to get a husband to like be stable and like yeah. or have any money because you weren't allowed to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. So definitely. Yeah, and then just in general, as like, couples like I guess do you say getting married or having kids like that cookie cutter that you have to go fit into where you have to go get married to somebody yeah and, you know you can't have uh, any other type of relationship it's just like hey find that person you have to find your soulmate yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's so much emphasis too on like the one partner that's going to fulfill all of your needs yeah as if one person can do that for anyone yeah which isn't it's not true it's not accurate it's in absurd. my yeah we were talking it's about that the other day yeah. it's like we were talking about polygamy <laughs> yeah just off the polygamous edge like, like the how that's weird but yeah I guess even from my perspective like learning about polygamy and becoming polygamous like that's how most people started off in relationships. Yeah. Like most villages were yeah. like, like run by women, and the women just you know did everything, organized everything, but they lived freely. Like, yeah. So yeah. just to see like the brainwashing, or I guess the narrative, as we always say, that goes into like, oh, you have to find this one person. Yeah. It's not really logical. Doesn't, doesn't fit our no. nature. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. And just like the fact that like to be free kind of like you have to be able to grow with someone and if you're not growing with them like it could be the pressure to stay yeah um damn Daniel but like I feel like people just get trapped into that too or there's like the fear of leaving I don't know yeah but also like I don't know. There's definitely, like, a fear of being alone, too. Like, I don't really consider myself a desirable person a lot of the time. Like, when you're not in a relationship? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like, when you're single, you're kind of made to feel that way. That's true. I think. Like, you lack value in some way. When really, you're just, like, exploring yourself and taking that time. And, like, I'm just now learning that that's, like, an okay thing to do, you know? That's, like, it's, that's it's exactly good. like, where I'm at right now. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm happily single. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I what I like, what I don't like, what yeah. I need, what I don't need. You know, yeah. I'm willing to tolerate what I can't tolerate. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel yeah. like I learn those things through yourself first before you're even ready to even. Yeah. Or you'll be stuck in a position where you're trying to look for this one person to provide you all your happiness. Yeah. You're just never trying to fulfill like every emotional need that you have, which is unfair yeah. to expect from anyone. Mm-hmm. A friend, a person that you're dating, anyone. You can't expect that to be the case. Yeah, and um, I was like that person in my class relationship was which was yeah. like really toxic. And like I honestly didn't even know what I was doing, but like I was totally reliant on like this one person at the time for all of my emotional support and it was like crushing for him and obviously like things didn't work out but like you're kind of taught too that like that's how you have to live and it's not true like your friends are there for that like that's what you have family for if you get along with your family like 
that too, like, the friends part? I feel like a lot of times when people enter into relationships, they don't... It's not that they forget their friends exist. They stop relying on their friends for support. Right. Because, yeah. Yeah, like, I've definitely experienced that. Um, and I was that person in friendships before, too. Especially, I mean, recently I was as well. And, like, it's just... It's really harmful and damaging in so many ways. Just, like, personally... As well as, like, for that friendship. Right. Um, and, like, you stop valuing. There's, like, less emphasis on that friendship. And then it kind of, like, starts deteriorating. Like, both of those friends' needs aren't getting met. Like, in any relationship, you have to, like, put emotional labor into it. It's not mm-hmm. like, it's not like, oh, your friends will always be there. Like, and when, if a relationship falls apart or if things are going bad like that's not the time to reach out to your friends you should be doing that throughout and if you're not like those friends will go away they will disappear because you're not making that effort and like it does hurt right like you you feel like you found the one that you need and then it's like fuck everybody else yeah and like fuck everyone else people anymore i don't have to be a friend anymore yeah i definitely pulled away from, like, everyone when I was in my last relationship, which I think is why, like, I put so much pressure on, like, the one person that I was with. But, like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Like, I thought everyone else was pulling away from me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It was, like, crazy just to, like, I don't know, be lost in that, like, obsession. Yeah, yeah. My last relationship actually didn't last because I wouldn't pull away from my friends. Like I was still always yeah. communicating with my friends, and that person wanted me all to them. Oh to yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that was your situation. That was my situation. I couldn't, I couldn't do it because I, I, like, my friends level me out. So yeah, I spend yeah. three days with you, and we're just going through these emotional yes. roller coasters. Sometimes yes. I need. Two days just to yeah. sit around my friends and it's like, yeah. oh. no, I'm not crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And to also exactly. like not feel exhausted. Like Seriously. my ex being around my ex for even one whole day made me physically tired. Yeah, like it was just exhausting. Yeah. Like, like trying to like make sure that he wasn't angry all the fucking time. <laughs> like, it was exhausting. It was right. nerve-wracking. Yeah. It was all of these that, things. That changes you. Cause, like, it does. You can see it on something. Like, it starts to show on you, actually. Like, uh-huh. people don't do Now they're not dressing the same. They're no. kind of like, just mm-hmm. in a shitty mood all the time. Yeah. Don't, don't have the energy to do stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just be I don't have the energy for anything. Right. You're putting so much energy in this one relationship yeah. when you should have many relationships that energize you instead of, like, drain you. Definitely. It becomes more exhausting. It becomes a job. Than in yeah. what it's worth, like, right. what yeah. you get out of it. For sure. Definitely. Right. So, it, it, like, even, like, removes from, like, the aspect of a relationship where you're supposed to be building from each other. To like a duty. Yeah. That's how I feel, and that's how I feel yeah. about marriage. Like, I mean, I'm not against yeah. marriage. I feel like if you find someone that you can spend all this time with, yeah. you should do it. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes like, oh, we're like obviously not compatible, but we have this agreement to no. stay together. It's not really you're not there for love. You're not there no. to better them each and every yeah, day, no. but you're just there because the the law or the yeah. the agreement that you signed. It's like a contract, and it really is just a contract. Yeah. It so it's like business. It yeah. Is business. Yeah. Well, and that's why like. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go, no, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a friend that's um, married, um, and he's just, like, so, like, he just talks about um, fighting all the time. Like, he's like, we stay together because, like, I have a kid. But, like, honestly, I feel like that environment ends up being more toxic in a lot of ways because, like, the two parents are miserable and like right. and this kid can sense that yeah exactly exactly yeah I don't I don't really get that aspect of it like that you you really do take it and you make it a contract and you're not really there for love no so I don't really understand like the end game I guess that's what made me polygamous because you do need those multiple relationships mm-hmm. to really express yourself to fulfill your the different use I mean mm-hmm. like you said when you're single you really are finding out who you are Definitely. And you're not just one category. So mm-hmm. you need all, and you have these different, like, just like you have different friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look at it the same way. So I really don't get the, like, monogamous lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of it being your personal choice, but just taking that cookie cutter yeah. example and just applying mm-hmm. it to everybody does yeah. come off weird to me. Definitely. 
and the, the just the more that we talk about it, the more like I'm realizing that I'm like not really monogamous because like I think about how Hannah's <laughs> just doing a little dance because <laughs> um, like I just realized like I'm thinking about how I want to raise my kids and like I want my kids to be raised in a community too and like when you limit like your household to just like one other person even it's like like that's that becomes your only community and it's like isolating mm-hmm. yeah. I think and you don't even get to, to build like for your kid and you don't yeah. get to explore the different because your parents are just too or just themselves like they may not understand like I know I, I mean you coming out and it probably was different for your parents because they didn't experience that and then mm-hmm. you know so it's just all these things that you don't get to express because that's not them yeah, yeah. you gotta fit in their mold exactly. yeah so like you said I, I do believe I came from the same way where my block was all community we was raised by my whole block so when my neighbor awesome. would beat us and then to me and my, grandma, my grandma would beat us yeah like, and that was just like we were all raising you, you that's know? how Tina says her block was before obviously like things started changing yeah that's right that's the, well yeah that's how yeah, like, like none of my neighbors know each other now, but right. like I said, when I grew up, my neighbors were with me right. because I did something wrong, yeah. and that was okay. Yeah. So. No, like um, they're just like it sounds like on that block before when there were so many kids, there was just so much like community responsibility and taking mm-hmm. care of the kids, which like I just really respected a lot because like kids need mentors that aren't always their parents. Like okay. your parents can't provide everything. They can't provide everything their child needs, which is why, like, I think we do have to live in, like, tighter communities. Or community, just a relationship. I think that yeah. it goes into, like, the whole thing. Like, we kind of chalk that relationship. Yeah. You know, with the way we live now, we don't really know our neighbors, so we don't have that relationship. Yeah. You know, you have things you need at your house, like, for your kids. Yeah. And you don't really have that relationship to reach out to, which I found weird. Yeah. Like, growing up the way I did as well, so... I don't know, and that, I guess that does go into the way I live. I live my in my intimate relationships because I grew up with so many inputs in my life. That that's awesome. I I just think that that only makes you grow. And I've honestly seen like in you know um, like the way that I was raised and everything, people like with bigger families mm-hmm. often had more support. And yeah. like Thanks. like for me and my family, it was just like my mom, my dad, my brother and I Mm -hmm. and like the rest of our family was in different states so like it was that was really like isolating in a way I mean my grandma lived in my hometown for maybe four or five years and that was really nice just to even have another place to go right? like another older person to get advice from Um, but like I just don't want my kids to grow up that way and I don't even want like their family to necessarily be like blood either (laughs) like I just want them to be raised by people that I look up to myself and like I've heard in Brazil like um one of the women that married into my family she's from Salvador Mm -hmm. in Brazil and she said like in a big apartment block in Brazil like everyone on your floor shares the responsibility of like child care and like there's community meals and everything it's just like a totally different way of being I think you feel like if you take it back in the day like Philadelphia like when we had like projects you never heard about kids getting hurt yeah kids getting abducted right because like it was community based everyone knew each other right everyone was neighbors everyone knew Everyone, like, literally. Facts. Yeah. Some, your neighbor saw your kid cutting school. Yeah. Your neighbor would, like, right. grab your kid like it was Bring their kid. Up. Right. Yeah. And it was, like, their response. Like you said, right. community responsibility. Mm-hmm. It was, like, we held ourselves accountable. Right. Like, oh, that's not my kid. And it was, like, just, yeah. that's not my kid mentality. Nowadays, people mm-hmm. don't take the chance to get to know anyone, no. so they don't care. That's why kids... That's it's scary for kids to walk around yeah. by themselves or anything. That's why you got these people getting abducted. And mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more fear now... I think honestly with how we have everything constructed because I talk to like older folks from Philly all the time and they're more fearful now and I think it's just because there is less of a sense of community. The project houses, like that housing was just so stable. I feel like people could actually, like they had the chance but now everyone's in like section eight so they're just shuffling people around. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's definitely purposeful. Yeah. To destroy that community. Yeah. Yeah. Because like disorient people. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Exactly. Like just to keep you shuffling. Like 
yeah. to not really know. Like I you said, disoriented. So you don't even you don't have time to build that relationship with yeah. your neighbor, and and then that you have the isolated feeling. So we're like you're scared to say something to your neighbor's kids because then your neighbor yeah. might freak yeah. out on you. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's that community responsibility just goes out the window. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, and I think it makes their like a higher chance of violence because like you don't trust the person and it can just escalate so quickly because you're just like not on the same page whereas like you know if it's a block that's still intact like socially everyone knows each other and they've been there and like you know what someone else is like you know what to avoid with them and like how to respect them and like live in peace basically but when you're just moving people around. Unwillingly. Yeah. yeah. It's literally like the experience on my block now. It's like my aunt, before she passed away, she used to, she, everyone knew she kept her own parking spot. Even though it's illegal to put cones in front of your parking spot, but everyone mm-hmm. knew that she was handicapped. So, you know, they wouldn't want her to park all the way down the street and be able to have to walk home. So right. mm-hmm. once they started moving people in and out of my block, there was this one lady, she just, she didn't care. She just kept moving her cones. Really? Her cones. And everybody on the block just kept on yeah. like, oh, she's handicapped. Yeah. Like, this is why we do this. We right. all respect this. You've yeah. been here for 50 plus years. Right. Like, you can't just do that. Just move in with no. your own rules. <laughs> no respect for the culture that you're right. moving into. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of like Harlem, like how you hear like Black Harlem, like Harlem Renaissance. Yeah, like, yeah. All these people moved to Harlem and Brooklyn and then that culture is gone now. Yeah. So you moved yeah. there for that culture and then you yeah. vanquished it yeah. at the same yeah. time. It's so. so sad seeing what Harlem's become. Right. Because I went, I mean, like, my family, I have a lot of family in New York, mm-hmm. so we would always go there. Um, and we, like, we wouldn't, like, spend too much time in Harlem, but I always really liked it. Mm-hmm. Like, we would go to, like, the one restaurant that we went to, like, with my family and everything. And, like, now it's just, it's, it, seeing what it's become is really depressing to me because it was such a vibrant and, like, beautiful community, even, like, in the, like, early 2000s, even. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, it's just, it's, like, the... Bougie Manhattan crowd just migrating, or like Facts. the Brooklyn hipster crowd <laughs> yeah. that are rich. Like I don't know what the fuck that is. Like it comes with no culture. Not at yeah. all. Like just yeah. tattoos. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's how Puerto yeah. Rico is too. Like I know you talk about being born in Baltimore, yeah. how you would never lock your door, and how it's yeah. hard now. And in Puerto Rico, they did the same thing. We would never. Yeah. Places didn't even have doors. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like now it's not. It's not that vibe. We have like these hipster. You know, people come in and then they just come in and suck up the culture and yeah. you know don't put nothing. In you don't add. You yeah. don't add anything to it. it. Yeah, literally, they eat it. Everything is like packed in a Chipotle box. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what it fucking has become. Right. I mean, just the fact that all these grocery stores that are like, even though they're a commercial space, it's like one of the few public community spaces, I guess, in a way. Like and they're just being replaced with mansions. Kind of crazy. Condo city. Yeah. 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 Reporting live from Condo City, apparently. (laughs) That's how that goes. But yeah, that's what it's becoming. And it's like you said, like it's other people displacing us. Like like it's like your neighbor house. They had no say in moving. It was just oh I brought this house, get out. (laughs) <laughs> and their rent was already yeah. pricey, I thought. <laughs> like, yeah. like they were paying like twice what we are. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's what's happening in Seattle, where you have people making sixty and eighty thousand yeah. dollars now. They're getting gentrified. Mm-hmm. When at one point they were the gentrifiers. Yeah. So it's always like we're always in that same bubble of like we don't own shit, we mm-hmm. don't control shit, definitely, because you don't really have the money or the power. For sure. Mm-hmm. Come together. Mm-hmm. Build that relationship. Yeah. Same plan, Philip. Yeah. I feel like that's what happened with Bill Manhattan. Now no one can afford to live even close to Manhattan unless they're making like yeah. well over like six six years. Yeah. yeah, like. Yeah. It's, it's a new gross. San Francisco, honestly. Like you got to bust true. in teachers. You got to yeah. bust in... Yeah. You have to bust these people in that yeah. work for you, that yeah. needs you need. Yeah. But you don't yeah. think about that. You just think about personal... I guess it's, I guess it's personal profit or yeah. personal gain yeah. or corporate yeah. gain or... It's just it's just not the common sense. There's a, there's definitely an amber alert for common sense. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely need people to just reach out seriously and figure out like the common sense actions. We shouldn't have food deserts in a city. No, no especially <laughs> such a wealthy city. Are you yeah, 
Except none of the wealth in Philly is taxed at all. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the 10-year tax abatement that's just Mm -hmm. giving someone the right to live tax-free when they're not even from here. (laughs) It's like... Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely pay taxes for the same people who, like, are trying to get us out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we're funding our own extermination. Yeah, yeah. Because the the people we pay taxes to are we who we fund. They make these decisions. Yeah. So it's like, we don't even have... But that goes back to what we were talking about. Like, we don't know our congresspeople or our senators or council people to have a relationship with them because they just come around... Yeah, so you just come around for election. You, you're both, yeah. yeah. <laughs> election time. Yeah, and there's no relationship there. All this like fuckery with the democratic debates and everything. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh <my> God. <laughs> it's horrible. Like I actually can't. Like, I can't watch it. Literally yeah. so petty it's, now. It's disgusting, like to see grown adults acting like like. Twelve-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all about drama. It's all about entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, it's literally. so fucked up. It's like a reality. It's like <laughs> it's a reality TV show. Those debates are, and like That's people. What it's become. I feel like yeah, and yeah, like you, the people that are watching it are like the same people that watch The Bachelorette. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it really is the same. Watch the yeah. debates for entertainment instead yeah. of being informed or trying to yeah. stand for mm-hmm. like, sure. I feel like the people that watch the debates don't really care about taking action on issues necessarily like they're like oh my action is voting yeah, yeah. and it's like that's not an action yeah. <laughs> talk to your neighbor that's an action yeah. you didn't even get to choose who you're voting for yeah at this point, preset. It's just right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely definitely going to debate this year. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my selections right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or even not even on a presidential yeah. level yeah. where you have the debates. Just so like, well, like I said, your congressperson, yeah, yeah, yeah. council person, could be someone who doesn't even live near you or yeah. live in your neighborhood. Yeah. So they're making decisions that they don't really have the the fallout from. Like their kids, yeah. they can close no. the school and build condos. Yeah. Because their kids don't go to the school in those neighborhoods. Yeah. So it's they it's live in nice houses and mansions. Yeah, I was gonna say like, you'll see a, a council person uh, commercial something. It's like, yeah, I'm from South Philly, and I'm all about blah 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 blah. Right. It's like that person don't live in South. Yeah, Philly. you don't live in South Philly. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've been displaced from there. <laughs> or you own a property. Yeah, in South yeah. Philly. yeah. It's like you don't live here. You're not from here. It's crazy, and like all the politicians that run for city council, um, they're like not from here a lot of them like I was at um, an, like a discussion um, and people were talking about who the, they wanted to vote for and like they were all people not from the city of Philadelphia and I feel like I never had that conversation with Philadelphians like about their council people so right. like the people that are coming here that are from outside of the city are making those decisions like basically because of the way voting is rigged, yeah. like they're all on the ticket, but like yeah. then no one from Philly is on the ticket, and no one related to the actual issues is. You just buy your, you just buy yourself on the ticket. You just yeah. buy your way on. Mm-hmm. And same thing happened to me. Like a person ran, I guess for council person in my neighborhood that you no, know, it's recently moved in to the gentrification area or gentrified area. And it was like, well, you don't know the people. You just moved here. I mean, yeah, you yeah. anything. Like, yeah. How, yeah. how do you have, like, the ego or audacity to believe that you can solve our problems when you've yeah, like, exactly. been here for no more than a year or two years? Who did you talk to? Right. Yeah. Besides developers. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Such your consultants that told you you had a good chance. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though. And these people think that, like, the community needs their help, their expertise. And it's like... <laughs> you don't have an understanding of how this works at all. Like, you're bringing an outside perspective that isn't relevant at all. Definitely listen to JoJo down the street that lived on the block. Yeah, yeah. He got a PhD in struggle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But actually... His PhD in struggle is way better than anything you get from you. Yeah, than your PhD. (laughs) (laughs) I love my block captain. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bullshit capitalist (laughs) economics or whatever you get your degree in. (laughs) Like... (laughs) <laughs> so like I'm, yeah it's, it is weird I never so I never thought about that aspect of it so where like 
the larger po- political relationship we have kind of filters down to that contractual relationship we have mm-hmm. with love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely related. It does. Yeah, it's 100% it's, related. It's definitely the same branch. Like, you just... People in relationships get more benefits, actually. Like, how you can share your insurance with Uh your partner. Like, how come I can't share my insurance with a friend of mine? Like, I'm supporting other people that aren't just, like, the person that I'm fucking. Like... I think that's, that goes back to what you were saying, Hannah, like that dependent relationship where yeah. marriage was like, oh, you can share your insurance because this person yeah. shouldn't have a job. Your wife is not allowed to have a job. So yeah. yeah. Give her your insurance. Yeah, she's not allowed to have an income, so right. you need yours to support her and mm-hmm. her, like, and an eventual child that you're pressured. Like, this is all, like, designed, I feel, to, like, make money. Yeah. That's, sure. that, that's what it boils down to, I feel like. People are pressured to have children very young. So that they can just make these companies, make these organizations more money. It's disgusting. Right. Yeah, they're like, oh, more people to profit yeah. off of. Weddings That's... are incredibly expensive. Yeah. Feels. <laughs> exactly. Facts. Facts. And yeah, everything is a commodity. Like, like yeah. marriage, like, what happens when, like, your spouse died and your spouse had debt? Like, yeah. <laughs> Now your life get thrown in shambles. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. just one of you now. Yeah. yeah. And it goes back to you chalking your friends right. and you don't have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't ask. So you just you just yeah. one of the homeless now. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it just revolves yeah. around that like circle. It puts you in that circle of like yeah. vulnerability. Yeah. And even going to having a kid, like if you wanted to say, wait, like my job is treating like shit. Yeah. My politician right. doesn't listen to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some radical shit. You can't do that because you gotta feed a kid yes. now. Yeah. Like you can't so that kind of pushes you to that so you yeah. don't do anything else. It locks yeah. you in the labor system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's not even just women. Like I know we talk a lot about like you know, single moms out there and everything. I mean, they're definitely probably more locked into like the labor when they have to support a kid or multiple kids, but it, it does affect like the other side too, like through child support or like you're just encouraged to like, or you're forced to be in the system. Right. Yeah. It's a profitable yeah. wall. It's yeah. In every aspect of just yeah. relationship. There's so much, like, to be considered successful, right? Okay, so, like, you have a cookie-cutter office job where you mm-hmm. make, what, like, a decent amount of money so that you can have a house, have a car, have kids, have this, have that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much marketing involved in, like, the type of lifestyle that's a cookie-cutter ideal, mm-hmm. and it filters down... I think what it boils down to is a general lack of genuine connections with people mm-hmm. and like just like you're striving you're striving for something that's not real. You're striving for a manufactured image. Right. Yeah. yeah. Keep it up with the Joneses. Definitely. And if but you think about it, the family structure is reflected in all advertising. Like yeah. for a car, it's always families. Like mm-hmm. and like usually very typical families like you're not going to see like don't see it grandma you know everyone in the car or whatever it's like the nuclear family right the four people yeah yeah yeah. four and like that's it like or however many seats are in the van like they'll they'll just throw more like they want you to buy one of those super xl luxury cherokees yeah you get like 10 kids in the back yeah Yeah. Yeah. 75,000 for car right yeah who needs that yeah right who needs that yeah exactly who needs that and then all the toys that you have to get for kids like it's insane that that's even they want to play with cardboard boxes like cats. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah kids don't need all that stuff and i think that's what you talk about the media a lot i think yeah like the dynamic of family is like that relationship of family is messed up in general because the media directs straight to our kids yeah and they, they, they strictly bypass parents yeah. and say your kids wants this yeah and your kids gonna nag you to death for this thing they don't need they're gonna play with for two months yeah and you just work six hours for that yeah. one toy i thought the most shocking thing because I, I studied advertising for a while before switching my major to pr and i think the most shocking thing was in every single one of my classes especially the higher up i got in that major there was so much, especially because I wanted to concentrate on copywriting, right? 
there was most most of those classes were dedicated to talking about marketing for children. Right. Like marketing Nutella, right. marketing so like these so Yeah, marketing yeah, right. these like um sugary cereals and like that made me so upset mm-hmm. because I think it's so like and these parents that these okay, so they they're marketing the children, right? And then the parents that are buying these things are overworked, exhausted, and they're just like, whatever, shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Like I'll buy you the fucking cereal. <laughs> right. Sit down. <laughs> you know, like the easiest way to get like a parent to buy anything is yeah. for something for the child. Right. right. Yeah. That's just. And now you're just handing like your kid a phone, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. it's ads all day right? yeah. that are marketed like that are sketchily like marketed towards your kids based on. You know, whatever data they're collecting, it's like Yeah, from the age of seven, my little sister knew what an iPod Touch was. Yeah, and from seven until ten, every day Dana had something to say about an iPod Touch. Wow. Every day. And then she eventually got one. But, you know, like, this, like she's very fixated on Apple products because they live in, like, a pretty wealthy neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. And that's why everyone is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But especially like see? such small children to right. like, want to oh, yeah. emulate that image mm-hmm. freaks me out. It always did. Like how do you like as a kid you don't even know yeah. you don't even understand brains, but you no. just addicted to one already. Yeah. yeah. That's very scary. I, I just remember nice. seeing like a nine year old on the bus recently with an iPhone X and I was like yeah. <laughs> You like Apple really convinced your parents to buy this yeah. right. for, for sure. you, and like I'm sure it was a stretch. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that thing is oh, isn't it a grand or something? Yeah, it is. That's it's insane. And that's a loan because people don't yeah. just buy it. You're taking out a loan for a thousand dollar loan for a phone. Yeah, for a kid. That's and crazy. I didn't get my first phone, flip phone, until 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tough, yeah, right. And it wasn't yeah. as addictive. You just could call yeah, and tell yeah. yeah. like, This yeah. now, you got kids who like so uh, take their parents' credit cards and yeah. like, all these things that yeah. you can buy in these games. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So it's yeah. like it's always keeping you. I guess the parent is always keeping you a worker mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. your kid is now addicted. Your kid's yeah. in the system. For sure. I, yeah. For me, and it also comes back to like you guys were talking about being single and like taking that time to like know yourself. Like, daddy, you don't even have that, like, now with being, like, having to have technology always mm-hmm. there or the fact that you have to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. You don't get to know yourself because mm-hmm. you're told, oh, you don't have an iPhone? I'm not texting you. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, all these things, you don't you get don't to choose yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, um, Chasing stuff. Constantly. It just always just keeps you wanting, keeps yeah. you as a consumer. It does, yeah. And even like relationships, that's like people judge people, like people literally judge people off of things like this. Like, oh, I can't date him, or I can't yeah. date her because she don't wear this, or she don't yeah. wear this. Yeah. Especially about like, but actually, what's on the inside, like, right. that's yeah. what really matters. Right. Like, money or no money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just not about that. Yeah. No. That's even part of the media where you have these like celebrities where they're not really the greatest role models, but these are the people we yeah. have to follow. Yeah. Because these are people you see all the time. You're giving like all these ads on and yeah. Yeah. just exposure that we just keep and getting inundated with. Yeah. So, so yeah. I don't well, there's know. a lot of research too um, done on like people's consumer habits. Even the way that um, you know like department stores are set up are based on research yeah, sure. that shows like the more you overwhelm people with various images, scents, like mm-hmm. you walk into a department store, the first thing you smell is perfume. <coughs> you overwhelm someone with music, scents, visuals, and then they buy more things. Yeah. Because they're like, it's like sensory overload. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that's most true. stores, even grocery stores are designed. <laughs> that's why you have the candy yeah. in, in the checkout aisle. Yeah. Because they know oh, your yeah. kids there. Yeah. Like, oh, I want this. And I'm oh, always grabbing the yeah. candy. Just grabbing the candy. Yeah, You're like, all right, like, shut up. I'm going to give you one. Yeah. yeah. I'm grabbing it for myself too because <laughs> I'm like yeah. waiting in line. And soda, it's like, the yeah. soda's right yeah. there, the stuff you're not supposed yeah. to drink. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they change the layout of grocery stores every three to six months too. Mm. So that you have to go down new aisles that you typically don't go down to see new products. Yeah, it's, a uh, that's a, it's a whole thing. Wow. Yeah, mm. it's, it's very interesting. That's yeah. why I liked it when I was in college, but right. the actual like applications of it right. are horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely horrifying. Imagine you were able to take out what you wanted to learn. 
Right. Yeah. 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 Imagine if we sure. used marketing to promote like love and that sounds like some hippie shit. But like, no, like, but like she's saying understanding. like all these analytics go into making you addicted. Now this yeah. is like, like at least in I mean Condo City, Philadelphia, two out of three <laughs> people are obese. Yeah. Because yeah. you have this marketing that's just using all this data yeah. to make true. you obese. It's yeah. not to, it's not yeah. used to like grow the proper groceries in our neighborhood yeah. or use like to make sure we can use our land correctly. It's yeah. used it's to just, make you addicted to the products that are already on the shelf. Right. Yeah. Constant consumer. Yeah. So that you, you don't have a credit card, you're getting yeah. one to buy some shit. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason Frito-Lay and Coca-Cola are multi-million dollar companies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not because people need those products. They don't need those products. No, yeah. They, yeah. they become addicted to them when they're children, and then they can't stop. Like, actually, right. they physically yeah. can't right. stop eating these things. Yeah, there were studies at Taco Bell, because I think Taco uh-huh. Bell is all Taco dog Bell, food. Yes. And yeah. people eat it because they were they were literally yeah. marketing to obese yeah. people. Uh-huh. And obese kids, like, like yeah. you're saying. They were marketing to obese kids, to, so these become obese. So adults, they just have to eat yeah. Taco Bell, yeah. even though yeah. they know they eat dog food probably because it's gross. Yeah, but then that well, goes that... back to like wages too. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta okay. eat that. No one eat a dog taco. It's all you can afford. It's all you can afford, right? Yeah, and it's like... the only thing around. And there's no right. time to cook. Yeah, you're working sixty, and 40, 80 hours, yeah. three jobs. Definitely. You gotta just get something while you're Ubering. After yeah, your, after yeah. your second job. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even think Honestly. about what you're putting in your body because there's not a chance you to. Can't. It's like sur- it really is survival. It is. There comes a point too. Like I mean, I worked a lot last week. I was working 14 to 18 hour shifts. Yeah, which was ridiculous but also like yeah. I got to a point where I was so hungry I was eating like fried food and I never oh, ate. Yeah. I don't like fried the food. cravings get worse yeah. too when you're not like yeah. thinking or in I just don't want to die yeah, yeah. or with a like, 30 minute lunch yeah. when you're working you can't really yeah. find something or prepare food or eat a, eat a no. meal for 30 minutes no. But yeah. they give you a 30 minute lunch, which by the time you get to the lunch room or your lunch yeah. area, you have 10 minutes yeah. left. Yeah. So I'm just going to the vending machine. Yeah. Like you really just, and then you're sitting down, where well, most people are sitting down during the day, I guess when you're in a cubicle. Yeah. So you just eat some bullshit and then you sit down some more. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just leads to, oh, now you have medical best. bills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So then you have Then it goes into that industry. Yeah. yeah. All of the industries are related and none of them are benefiting us. No, as people, yeah. they're all interconnected. I mm-hmm. feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. A lot of the, um, a lot of like the Monsantos and yeah. Dow Chemicals, they own the the seeds mm-hmm. now, and then they also the own the medicine. So yeah. they ensure that the food is not making us healthy because at one point food was medicine. Yeah. So then our food is no longer medicine, but now they have the drugs to fix it. Yeah. yeah not even fix it to maintain it. Yeah. Right. I'm like with my asthma medicine, I've noticed the more I use inhalers, the more I need that. Oh, it's a steroid. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. steroid. And also it creates other problems. Mm-hmm. Like if you use a lot of inhalers, like if you're using it more than once a day, you'll get a yeast infection because it's killing the bad, like it's killing mm-hmm. good bacteria in your body because it's a steroid. Wow. It's horrible. Wow. It's really, it's not good for you. Yeah, my aunt actually said the same thing to me about her radiation and chemo and uh-huh. she was asking me about like the... You know which one killed the good cells because she felt weak, and I'm like, well, they yeah. both kill good cells, <laughs> but that's just what we have. That's what mm-hmm. you, yeah. you gotta kill your whole body to kill your cancer. Yeah, that's the option yeah. you have. It's like it's like a bad mechanic. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, say your brakes are done, you go get your brakes fixed. Yeah. You fix your brakes, but he loosened up something else. So in the next couple of weeks, you'll come back to get that fixed. Right. Like that's, that's just like how you just medicine. right. It's <laughs> not. It's not about. Curing you, yeah, not about so. getting to a solution. It's just about keeping that clientele. Yeah, that yeah. Mm-hmm. Keeping that dependence. Going. And even that relationship. You used to go to your doctor and know your doctor. doctor like yeah. your doctor would come to like your community events yeah. and yeah. you know come over to your house and know you. But now your doctor, just some guy your insurance picked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone who has a business deal with shopping afford. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like these relationships, like our our culture of relationships. Has like really changed overall. It's not even just our intimate relationships, yeah. but that dynamic that we have in our intimate relationships kind of is what we. Yeah. We just miss the point of relationships, like yeah. the actual inter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just business, baby. Yeah, yeah. So many yeah. profitable influences, mm-hmm. so you don't really get to the 
it's not a relationship. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't it's get just, to know yourself. You don't get to know the other person. You don't get to know what the dynamic even is. Right. And decipher that for yourself. Like you said, you don't yeah. know yourself, so you can't make a conscious decision yourself. Yeah. You have ads all day making that for you. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. you try to think about something, you have to push those ads out first. Yeah. Right. And which and that's yeah, that stuff is playing around in your head all day, Definitely. regardless of how much you like try to limit your exposure to right. it. It's like mm-hmm. it's in the back of your mind. It is. When I'm drunk I sing commercial songs. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like, yeah, that's just like, proof. Like when your subconscious is yeah. coming out. I mean, like, that's what it's I like, studied for years. I studied commercials. Mm-hmm. Right. So, of course, I'm singing that. Right. <laughs> like, uh... Yeah, you definitely have to break out of those influences. Yeah, <laughs> I was right. influences. Like, imagine trying to marry somebody, marry someone without a ring, without a diamond ring. Right. Like, that was created, what, 1930? Yeah. That's yeah. so recent. Right. Yeah. It's not even 100 years old. Right. That's just something yeah. just made up. By one company. Yeah, like, the company that owns diamonds. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. By. This is, but this is never this like nowadays. It's so it's built, influenced on us. You gotta have a ring. Right. Yeah, it's That's, built off of our own insecurities in our relationships it's not too. Of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, they won't marry me if it's not a big diamond. <laughs> or like someone's gonna steal my girl if she doesn't have like a giant diamond ring right but you have some like going back to that celebrity culture you have someone with a huge ring yeah. they're in a horrible relationship mm. but yeah that's still the goal right. yeah, yeah yeah as long as that ring is on your finger yeah. and give her a rock right yeah, yeah. It's on your bedside a magic crystal a promise ring they're not a dick but you know yeah promise rings freaked me out like they still they actually really freak me out <laughs> I think they're creepy well the fact that we give that's like a kid thing that's what you do yeah. when you're like a teenager kind yeah. of preps you yeah. to yeah, find yeah, your yeah. own brain like crazy. you're always getting primed for this now it's so creepy <laughs> yeah. or like candy cigarettes I know they're not as I much love candy anymore. cigarettes. I <laughs> fucking love them. Are you just like vaping now too? Even it's yeah. the flavors are for kids. <laughs> they <laughs> like are. Fruity Pebbles, come Sour on. Patch or whatever. Facts. That is very true. Swedish fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the obese adults. We, we can't forget the meat. Yeah. Adults. These are all the same. Mm-hmm. I, it was great talking to Warren about um, McDonald's and the hamster metaphor. Oh, the hamster world? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just how, like, you're like a gerbil and the tubes. <laughs> yeah, you really are. Because there's really no way this. out like, if you play this game. Like you said, you just told to vote. So, like, none of this really is fixed by that fraudulent relationship with your your political representatives, I guess. You yeah. Call them. Um, so, yeah, that is... I wonder if we don't have successful romantic relationships, though, because of, like, the relationships we have with our friends, like, with, like, like, I wonder if that's what affects it, too. I think what affects it is the relationship we have with ourselves. Yeah. I really okay. think it all starts that's with true. that. Like you, like you said, they are just, they're keeping, even, not even just gentrification, but they're keeping you distracted and you know everything distorted yeah. with yourself yeah you can never really get to know like you scroll through instagram yeah. it's everybody's having a great time yeah everybody's doing all these magical things but that, yeah. that vacation there was probably all debt yeah they probably just took it on loan to do right. that without, or maybe it wasn't even that fun oh right like, or they, yeah. they could have been fighting the whole time like it's miserable so. last for 72 hours right back. yeah they gotta go to work <laughs> yeah people go yeah right fleeting moments of so it's Freedom. like too many influences. Yeah. Right? yeah. That goes back. You get, once you know yourself, you can, you can block it. that. Yeah, right. You can filter you'll, it actually, out. you'll actually mm-hmm. do the thing because you, you're not posting them. You're you're actually doing them. You're actually yeah. building those relationships yeah. and when you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My last relationship, we, had, like, we legit had a big argument about this. Why you never post me on Facebook? Oh yeah, but so I'm next to you right now. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm ho- I got my arm around you right now. Yeah. Like, speak. Like, I don't need Facebook. You're right. not selling it to yeah, someone like, else. Yeah. 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 No. That was the disconnect yeah. between us because she was so into that bubble and I was just so far from that. Mm-hmm. So, just was like. Yeah, my ex was always like that too. He was like, 
oh, you you must not want to be with me if you don't post me on social media because you're always on there. <laughs> it's like, I'm always looking at pictures of food. So <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not talking to people on social media. Right, you know. Yeah, so yeah, for me, it's definitely... It definitely stopped me from having relationships, like intimate relationships with people because I was pressured to have social media. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, I've made it this far without it. Yeah. yeah. And, but that was never really understood by some people. And some people it is. Yeah. But it's, it does suck that you can't have relationships with people because you can't have a virtual relationship with them. Yeah. When you, like, you're fully and willing to have a physical, yeah. you know, be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have your feet take care of you type of relationship. Yeah. That's not enough. Like, you yeah. need the virtual acceptance, too, with it. You need to sell it. Mm. Yeah. Right, right, right. You have to sell yourself. You have to sell yourself. People legit care what other people think. Mm. They're not comfortable. They need valid validation. Yeah. They need, yeah. they need someone to be like, oh, yeah, we're beautiful together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I right. told you it was beautiful this morning. Mm. Yeah. Right. No likes. <laughs> yeah. No likes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true though if you don't get any likes it's like oh it's annoying yeah oh. right you'll post a picture of you and your other and it will get as many likes like, I'm gonna take that down yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so that's oh man I did that so much with my food Instagram that's kind of why I stopped posting it because it became more like going out because I like stopped cooking for a while and it wasn't really like my creative outlet anymore it was like oh look at the shit I'm buying <laughs> and that got a lot of likes but you know the stuff I actually created and made like the recipes I made myself didn't right yeah so like and that sucks that feels shitty social media the algorithms are only meant to benefit those people who are selling something yeah like that's it's just insane that it's gotten to the point where we're selling ourselves yeah. as a brand like that's what social media is like, you're definitely just selling you yeah <laughs> yeah you don't even own your own brand like, you don't even yeah. own your own data yeah you're the currency you and you yeah. don't even own yeah that. yeah certainly not your own pictures mm-hmm. yeah your location like they know everything they know where you and are people think that's secure and that like it's, it's not terrifying. being shared with every company and like the government and like your stalker down the road too <laughs> honestly it's Terrifying. Yeah, it really is. Can be purchased. Like yeah. all of that can be purchased. I think most of most of us get robocalls all day, so we know it can be purchased. Yeah, That's exactly. Them mm-hmm. just selling your information to a robocaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that. Oh man. That, I mean, that's a billion dollar industry too. It's like selling people's data. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like, it, it's crazy that that industry even exists. Yeah. But it is sold to you by a friendly company by Google yeah. that you can yeah. trust. Mm-hmm. Why? How did they even get that reputation? Well, Google was created by the government. We funded yeah. the beginning of Google. We right. just don't get the re- we don't get the, the rewards. It's just a right. few people now who uh-huh. who are billionaires. But why do people see it as like a more morally just company, like the tech companies? Because they market that image themselves. Yeah, you're yeah. Because yeah. Google, they first came That's out like true. do no evil. It was like a do no evil. Yeah. yeah. Then they did away with that, but that wasn't big news. It was yeah. Like, yeah. Well, they just started out that way. Mm-hmm. It's also like about how they market their work culture. Like right. They, yeah. They make it seem like it's such a so cool fun. place to work. They treat their employees so well. It's so yeah. fun. It's this, it's that. It enhances your life so many different ways. So you're like, oh, I they treat work their there. employees well. Right. Yeah. I'll support that. Right. Yeah. 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 And even working there, like I know of a lot of people who went out to work at Facebook and uh-huh. Google who thought they were going to help connect the world and like that, that's, that, that's what yeah. they wanted to do. And then they get there and then they're just, you know, hoarding people's data and selling it and manipulating yeah. it. And it's sort of like everything else I guess you get into once you well, get I mean, into I it. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the only way those companies exist make, to make money. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Facebook doesn't exist to connect you with people. It exists to no. get your fucking data. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Right. But like... No. That's what I miss about the old internet is like all those forums and like spaces that weren't controlled by ads. Like it was just yeah. controlled by, it was user generated. Mm-hmm. It was actually content. relationships. Like, right. I yeah. met so many people on forums that yeah. I actually go travel to meet because we yeah. had a connection. Yeah. And, and my cousins tell me like when the, when they first get your, fr- like you first got their private phone lines and you can have like the party phones where yeah. you randomly oh, talk yeah. to people. Oh, no, Right, like yes. it's all about relationship. It's all about meeting people. Yeah. There's no data to be mined. Yeah, yeah, now they've like shifted that to Facebook groups, which mm-hmm. is like yeah. they 
pitted people against each other in groups. Like, it's crazy. Like, right. a lot of the groups that I'm in, I notice a lot of the dialogue is people just fighting, and you're yeah. in a group yeah. with a common interest. Right. Right. It's like... So is that two sides. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the thing with them, that you don't... Even with texting, you just don't be able to catch the, the right tone of what someone's trying, someone's to, trying to say. say. Like, yeah. That's another thing, like, my last relationship, like... Oh, yeah. I have a problem, and I'm like, well, what's wrong? Let's sit here and talk it out. Yeah? It, no, I'm fine. Whatever. I don't want to talk about it. I leave. Two hours later, it's a long text message. I'm right. Yeah. I don't understand how you're saying this. I don't know right. how you're saying this in a yeah. it's more shitty mood way or, like, trying to make a change way or... Right. What are, or you're just trying to bring me down. Yeah, like, or you yeah. could say verbal abuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The abuse, yeah. Oh, my the, God. I feel, yeah, I feel like we definitely discount the verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, how we treat people with memes and everything. Right. That stuff hurts mm-hmm. people, but yeah. there's no relationship Shit. there. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's virtual. You're just posting this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you don't really have abuse. any consequences because you're behind that wall. It's real. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like... Like... I just think it's crazy that more kids are committing suicide now because, like, the bullying follows mm-hmm. them home. It does. Right. Like, that's insane. Yeah, had someone asked me, would I be a teenager in this, like, would I be a teenager? And I was like, no, I couldn't like, because I wouldn't be able to, like, this culture is just yeah. so different. Definitely made it out right before it started. Right. right yeah. before, yeah. this was, before this digital culture was, yeah. what, was what, who we are. And, yeah, yeah that... I don't, I don't know if I would survive as, like, a kid in this, with this time. I don't think I would have. No. Just me, though. In some ways, it was liberating for me, though, because, like, I couldn't come out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I just didn't feel comfortable. And so, like, I found support online. Um, but maybe I would have turned to my friends more if, like, that wasn't where I found the support. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess... It did help me just feel, like, less isolated. Right. Um, which maybe gave me the courage to do it, like, with my friends. But, um, I don't know. Like, in that way, I don't know. It's weird because, like, it was liberating in a way. But then also I spent, like, all my time, like, talking to guys online and sort of trying to make real connections, like, with friends that it didn't necessarily have to be sexual or romantic but like I would almost prefer the socialization online like which kind of which could have removed me from being myself more like in situations Mm -hmm. so I feel like in some ways it was liberating but also it's like a control factor too because it's like I'd rather be at my computer than Mm -hmm. Actually yeah. interacting. Yeah. Kind of makes you scared. You said that fear. It kind of like just allows that fear to be okay. Yeah. You, you find a safe space, but you don't really challenge it. You don't really yeah. go you, beyond that. Like you just find, I guess that's how like you have hate groups because you just find those people who agree with you yeah. and you don't go challenge that. You don't try to challenge that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you just echo it. I get that too. But yeah. then you also have good ways of that. Yeah, it goes it's pros and cons. Right. It's all yeah. pros and cons. You can do it. You could have did that in person and then been hurt. Like you could have. That's true. So yeah. it kind of protected you from that too, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Which like I was kind of doing that, and then I got like really negative feedback, which is why I like closed off and like yeah. wanted to spend all my time online. Is because right. like I wanted to come out and stuff but I just want I didn't have the support mm-hmm. like for my friends and I wasn't really like close to my parents in the way where I felt like even though I knew that they wouldn't care I just like it was such an emotional thing for me I didn't know how to talk to them about it mm-hmm. um, and that just goes back to the dynamic of like marriage and having just your parents yeah not having that community or family exactly to like, Talk to it maybe if I did have a broader community around me, like, one of the people could have been gay or something. Mm-hmm. It, the limits, the, the, art, the artificial limits on our relationship are, that we don't think about, I guess, mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah. Or that we allow, mm-hmm. like, the cookie cutter or how, instances. Yeah, yeah, like how people keep, like, really toxic family members in their lives. Because, yeah, like, because you're... Sorry. 
No, no, just, go no, for just it. just because you're told, like, oh, well, they're your family, so yeah. like, you have to stay in contact with them. Right. No, that's not, like, sometimes you need space from all toxic people that have yeah. been in your life, and that includes toxic family members. Right. Yeah, so, you know? no. Yeah, in order to d- develop a solid identity that's your own, you need to distance yourself from the constant bombardment of insults or, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever the toxicity is, just them projecting all of their shit on you or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know other people's dynamics, but for me, that's the case. Mm-hmm. And like, in order for me to try to figure out who I am and what I like as a human, I need to distance myself from that. Right. And you can't just say, oh, if you make excuses for toxic right. family members, then you make excuses for everyone in your life treating you like shit. Right. A job, yeah. a relationship, toxic friends that don't treat you with respect, that don't want to, to get to yeah, that want, don't want to get to know who you are. If you do that, it's like you you, you settle for your like your peace. <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're not even you're not even at peace with yourself because you still have toxic yeah. and negative things in your life. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have no peace. So mm-hmm. That's like that's what's important. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would definitely have no problem cutting off a toxic family member if it if yeah. it comes to my peace. And we all need the peace. <laughs> like you need to fix yourself first. What we were talking about. Yeah. Like you just have to start with that relationship with yourself. And, like, you can if toxic people are getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I think, yeah, it, that's the hardest part for people, or just in general in life, is definitely trying to find that time and space to get to know yourself. Because you have so much, like, not even just ads, but you have religion and you have all these other things that are in family and friends that impose their views and their opinions. Mm-hmm. So it kind of always try so to take advantage of your naivete. Mm-hmm. Just take advantage of it and get you to do what they, they want or is yeah. in their best interest, but not really in your best interest all the time. Mm-hmm. Which is like the dynamic where I have with religion, where it's like, it's really great for people, yeah. but you have to know yourself. Because right. like, if you don't know yourself, if you don't like, for instance, if you're in drugs and you don't know you want to get clean, mm-hmm. like there, all these things can happen because then you just end up doing what other people saying and that's not lasting it's not something that's concrete and I've noticed too with religion it becomes yet another escape Mm -hmm. so a lot of drug addicts like turn to like religion because it feels like to them it feels like they have purpose now and Mm -hmm. like while I don't think that's wrong I don't at all um, I do think it's you're sacrificing one addiction for another Right. one type it's another rush for another, you know? Like, it, it depends on the feedback that you're getting, mm-hmm. and I just don't agree. I think it depends on your relationship with the divine in whatever you're practicing. Like, yeah. like you can do it in a way that's empowering for yourself and positive, but you can also do it in a way that is stripping away those qualities of yourself right. that, yeah. like, really can help you find your way. Put you in a box. Yeah. Uh I agree with that completely. I even love what you said, like that relationship with the divine, because personally, someone who's not of a religion, but of spirituality, I believe the divine is you. Yeah. You you get that connection with that spirit you think, Mm -hmm. you know, whether God, whether it be Allah, whether it be whoever, that's you. Mm -hmm. You see that. So it's really you trying trying to embody that in yourself. We're all our, our own reflection of the divine or whatever because mm-hmm. we're all a part of it. So right. you have to get in touch with that, but like, just let me level it. Yeah, <laughs> just connect it. Yeah, I wouldn't put no type of label on it enough, or just mm-hmm. connect it from yeah. the tree branches to the veins and the blood vessels. Yeah, that's all the same. Yeah. You know what's another thing about religion that I find interesting? Is it kind of, in a lot of them, it kind of primes you to, like, live for when you're dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, the better stuff is coming. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like a lot of Jewish cemeteries won't bury you there if you have tattoos. Because they believe, like, um, you've soiled the pure body that you've been given. Right. Which is, like interesting to me like why why do I want to like not get tattoos because of after I'm dead yeah. or like you do all these things to get into this, yeah. the holy uh-huh. gates yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're not just being a good person because that's the best about, thing to do no. it's not about building yourself now yeah no. think about 
that's like my thing with religion. Like, it's like, oh, that just sounds dope. It sounds dope. But if I do this, I do that. I gotta burn. Like, yeah. What if I just don't want to burn? Can I just not burn? Yeah. <laughs> or just how there is even like yeah, that like, dichotomy. Why is that, yeah, why right. is that an option? Like this what? person that loved me and created me, he's gonna hate me if I do this. Yeah, family tattoo. There's only two places you can end up. Right. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why is this my options? Yeah, I'm just not gonna believe in none of it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like that's where I'm at. Like, or you even get the division of religions when yeah. most of them have the same moral, that moral compass of just do good things, even if it's for when you're dead. They yeah. all still go with that. Like, but mm-hmm. then you have oh well, you're not this or you're not yeah. that. Yeah, so it's uh. You don't fit. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's taking advantage of the relationship with once again the divine mm-hmm. and manipulating to not talking to these people and not mm-hmm. talking to these people or segregating yourself in a certain way. Yeah. yeah. And that re- goes back to the relationship with yourself. You would know that. You would yeah. see that if you were okay with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to take a step back from this because mm-hmm. I was like on the verge of like converting to Islam like so many times. Like I told you, I read the Quran. Right. The only times is. I even took yeah, set up dates to take my shahada, but I just had to take that <coughs> step back to be like, is this actually what I want to do? Like, am mm-hmm. I like, this, do I actually believe in this? Like, this is me. I was like, it's not me. <laughs> I just right. know myself. So. Right. Yeah, there's pressure to commit, even mm-hmm. if you're just trying to learn from another religion. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. it's like the conversion pressure. Like, it's one religion or all, and like right. we really need to be learning from each other's spirituality mm-hmm. and. Right personal experiences and that sucks yeah. you can't even build those like you could be on your way to get your shahad or become you know any part of a religion and have those relationships that mean something to mm-hmm. you and then choose not to and then those relationships right. are gone yeah. those relationships are very shallow in the sense that you, uh-huh. don't, you don't commit to me you don't commit to my master yeah. so right. I can't have my God so right you're a non-believer have, right. I can't have a relationship with <laughs> so you yeah. I can't I can't or, teach you right yeah. can't help you, you can't be a better person yeah. right and that even goes to our like political, yeah. our political everything really. Just these divisions we put on ourselves, whether it be just how we have our relationships, whether it be hom- heterosexual, homosexual. These all these things are just divisions. That if we were okay with ourselves, yeah. we'd be okay with. We would see that it was it's just love when yeah. someone's you know, in a homosexual relationship or. Whether it be any other type of like yeah, definitely like we said earlier, it's easier to filter out things and just you'll see a clearer picture once you just really take that step back and get to know yourself. Like mm-hmm. once you get to know yourself, everything becomes clear. Mm-hmm. Like, you know where you stand with things, like Yeah. And you know yeah. So basically. More that you got you gotta create that relationship with yourself first. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, definitely feel like that is the moral and how our relationships or marriage or whatever have become a consumer product because we don't feel okay with ourselves. So we're trying to purchase or find ourselves Mm -hmm. in someone else with all these rings and all these other things. Mm -hmm. And wedding, like you said, these expensive ass (laughs) weddings. Yeah, Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) Brands. Yeah. Especially, yeah, like especially, yeah, the brand or the just the ties to brands affect us. Mm-hmm. So where we that they is something that we hold, yeah, that's something yeah. we hold more dear than our physical relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of research too that shows that like a loyal, you create like loyal customers to a brand from like the age of like so there are different age groups. 18 to 25 is the main one. Mm -hmm. That's who you're marketing to with all of these products, all of these lifestyles and everything like that. That's when people become loyal to a brand. It's like on the verge of adulthood. (laughs) You know, like when they're starting to like buy their own shit, basically. Right. And that's kind of... Like, the fact that they have that age group narrowed down freaks me out (laughs) because it's like, well... What are, there's so much manipulation involved in like every aspect of everything. It's like meticulously planned. <laughs> yeah, very ma- different, like four different yeah. major age groups. That's wild. Yeah, there's like different stages of like creating like a loyal customer for things. And I feel like now, like with all these lifestyle and beauty blogs, even it's like. I look at college. Yeah. That's the yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the age right one. there. Yeah. 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 Gotta get your bachelor's, and then you, oh, you gotta go get your master's. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like none of that's really teaching you about life. You're not really yeah. interacting with 
people who lived life at that time. No. no. Like, most people don't just go out of college and go talk to homeless people or yeah. people who are not in college. Yeah. You're just told to look down on, oh, they didn't go. They're, yeah. they're peasants. You lose yourself in the bubble. Yeah, yeah. it's really creepy. Mm-hmm. Someone's comparing. Yeah. Right. yeah. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, yeah, I, I never even thought about the dynamic of relationships extended so far, but, you know, thank you guys for yeah. that. Yeah. 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 A lot of the, uh, you, there's just so much that is interconnected. Right, that even just seeps into our home life. Like, yeah. it, seeps into, yeah. it seeps into our bedroom yeah. at the yeah. end of the day. And how happy we are at the end of the day and mm-hmm. how happy, like, our children can be in... To brands, to right. communities, to like it just relationships <laughs> yeah. go far. Relationships yeah. yeah. really are the core of everything. Like you said, like they they affect our children, and then they yeah. affect who we become and what we are susceptible to. So, and what we buy. Right. And yeah, and then that just makes us like, and then we're brought, and so mm-hmm. and then yeah. we're okay with that yeah. because yeah. you know because it fits that's been our life the whole life that's been our entire life it's buying things so Mm -hmm. we're sort of okay with being brought and sold yeah so the relationship with yourself definitely makes you realize you're you're more more than than any money Mm -hmm. yep yeah well I think we demolished relationships for the day (laughs) dissecting consumerism (laughs) relationships Y'all go on Amazon and purchase some poppers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need them to have good sex, guys. You do. I'm dependent. They're probably <laughs> cheaper than they did. No. Buy that $10 red rope. It's your anniversary coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by Internet by Leather Daddy. <laughs> Leather Daddy Wi-Fi. Leather Daddy Wi-Fi. <laughs> We're coming for you, Comcast. <laughs> Monopolized. <laughs>